0: Please pray with me. Lord God, thank you for the blessing of this day. Thank you for this opportunity to worship you together. Lord, we pray that you would be palpably present here with us today, that you would speak to our hearts, that you would reveal yourself to us, Lord God, and that you would um, ignite our hearts with a deep and profound love for you. Help us, Lord God, to encounter you powerfully now. And we pray that you would place your word in our mouth, Lord, that we might faithfully proclaim it. And we pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Please be seated. Good morning. morning. It's so great to see you all today. Well, I had the most remarkable thing happen when I walked in church today. I came in, it was dark in here, I went over to the wall and flipped a switch and you know what happened? No, the lights turned on. Right, isn't that remarkable? Don't we take that for granted? I mean, seriously, a couple hundred years ago, you go flip a light switch, what happens? Nothing, because there was no light switch, right? Yeah, I mean, this is remarkable. Remarkable what we have here, that I can walk in, in a, to a dark church, flip a switch, and suddenly it's all illuminated. And you know what the coolest part about it was? I didn't even electrocute myself with it, right? Because it could just be bare wires that you kind of just flap together, and then like, there's your lights. Right, that works as well. Not as well, but it works as well. Um, but the light switch itself, man, it is so convenient. Do you have to understand everything about a light switch to make it work? I have no idea. No, because inside this thing, it looks pretty simple on the outside. you got this little lever. You know, how complicated can it be? Inside, it's got little springs and contacts and because it wants to make the contact quickly. If you make it slowly, it can kind of start to to generate corrosion in there. It starts to spark a little bit, which is not good. We don't like sparks in our walls. And, uh, you know, so it likes to snap it. That's why it makes that that good snapping sound when you flip the switch, right? It's designed to do that so it goes quickly to um, making the contact and breaking the contact. Do you need to know that for it to work? No. Do you need to understand how, like... Protons and electrons move and flow through things. Do you need to understand like electrical engineering to flip the light switch? But light switches work for you, right? It is so you have mastery over the switch. That's right. Okay, it's pretty amazing, right? All you need is the is the will and the ability to switch this thing, and suddenly all the power that is flowing through the wires outside and flows into your house or into your church, suddenly ignites the filament in a bulb, and you have light. It's remarkable that this little thing can do so much for us. In our gospel passage for today, we see something incredible going on as well, much more incredible than a simple light switch. We see a young woman get a visit from the angel Gabriel. Gabriel comes to the Virgin Mary at the town of Nazareth. He speaks to her and says, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. Now, this is not the introduction Mary imagined she would get if, the Mary, if, if an angel visited her. I'm not exactly sure what she thought it was, but she's confused by his words, right? That she might have been expecting something else. And she wondered what this greeting meant. What was the significance of this greeting she had been given? She was also afraid, which we can understand, right? If a giant warrior of light showed up in my kitchen as I'm scrambling eggs, I might be scared too. You might not. I probably wouldn't throw you off. You guys are cool as cucumbers, right? But Mary and I, we get a little scared when this happens. But Gabriel does not want her to stay scared, he does not want her to remain in fear. He wants her to hear the plan of God. And he knows that if a person's afraid, they don't always hear everything that's said. Instead, they just feel that fear. And so he says, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. In the first thing he said to her, he said, Greetings, favored one. Now he says, You have found favor with God. Is there a word he wants her to understand here? Favored. Yeah, that she is someone who is in God's favor. Something special is happening in Mary. And he wants her now to understand what that special thing is that God is going to do through her. And so he gives her God's plan. He says, And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. The angel tells her that something totally radical and unexpected was going to happen. As a young girl betrothed to be married, she might have been thinking about being a mother, right? This was probably on her off in the distance, right? This is what I want to happen in the future. She might have considered what kind of child she would have too, right? She might have thought what schools he would go to, uh, what field he would study, you know, what color hair he would have, What kind of clothes she would dress him in, she might have thought about all that stuff. But she would have been expecting it to happen in the normal way, right? She wouldn't have been expecting this miraculous Holy Spirit power to make her with child by the power of God. She wouldn't have been thinking about that. This was completely different. And certainly her plans would not have been for her child that he would reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there would be no end, right? Not many of us parents think about that for our kids, right? No. This is remarkable what the angel has said to her has just blown the doors off her understanding of how her life would be. What Gabriel was telling her was completely radical, This miracle had never happened before in the past, and now here it was being presented to her as fact. Now the fascinating thing is that being presented with this totally miraculous plan, Mary's only question was, how can this be since I am a virgin? She didn't understand how God was going to do it. She didn't understand the mechanics of how this was going to work. Right? She was not unwilling. She was only confused. And so the angel answered her honest question. He says, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her who was said to be barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. Now, I don't understand the mechanics of how this worked, how Mary became pregnant. I don't get it. Do I need to get it? No, the, the angel gave her a satisfactory explanation like, the Holy Spirit's going to do something and you'll, and you'll be pregnant. right? We don't exactly know what that is. Do we ever really understand the miraculous anyway? Right? The man who receives his sight back in the scriptures. Do we know how that worked? No, we don't know how it worked. We don't know about, like, how his eye, like, reformed on the inside. We don't get, like, a a biological definition of it or a description of it. Instead, he just suddenly has sight. Right? Or, um, Elizabeth, do we understand how she is with child? I mean, we understand the mechanics of that one, which we won't get into on the pulpit. But we do, we don't understand how, you know, she was well past having children age, and everyone thought she was barren forever. And yet there she is with child. Do we understand how that worked? No. But with God, do we need to understand everything? No. We just trust that he's going to do it. And that's what he does. The angel had given her a confirmation that he was going to do something powerful and that was her cousin elizabeth that was mary's cousin elizabeth being miraculous miraculously with child as well that was a confirmation that god was doing something special and she could see it she would have someone to be pregnant with someone to walk through this period of pregnancy with as a friend Gabriel closed his presentation with the words that could not be refuted. He said, for nothing will be impossible with God. Nothing will be impossible with God. God was going to use an unwed virgin to bear his holy son. How could this happen? Well, nothing is impossible with God. And then the most remarkable thing happens, right? We got all this miraculous stuff, and then this other miracle takes place. Mary says yes. Isn't that phenomenal? Yes. Mary says yes." There were all kinds of reasons she could have said no. Like, no way, it'll look bad on my resume. It'll, you know, I've got plans." Uh, I'm not married. This is going to look weird. I'm going to feel bad. Uh, People will ostracize me. They won't understand the explanation. Um, Maybe next year. She could have come up with all kinds of reasons to say no. She could have gone totally Nancy Reagan on it, right? But instead, instead, she accepts the plan. She accepts what God has asked of her. And she says, here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. She doesn't need any more explanation. She is willing to trust God to do what he has told her he will do. She accepts his plan. It was good enough for her. Something significant must have been going on in Mary's life. Because a decision like this doesn't just come out of the blue. Right, She must have had a life of faithfulness in the little chances God gave her to say yes. A life of responding to him with willingness rather than with unwillingness or hardness of heart. Mary must have had a pattern of that, responding to God. So that when this big decision came, it was not as big as though she was... It's not like she was looking, standing at the base of Mount Everest looking at to the top. She was just below the summit and could see the end right there. In my mind, there are two operative elements in this passage. The first is the power of God, right? Nothing is impossible with God, the angel says. The other is that of a person saying yes to God. Both of these things are grounded in the grace of God itself. You see, the power of God obviously is grounded in him, but the ability to say yes is from him as well. He gives us the ability to respond to him with trust. He gives us that ability to say, yes, God. Our tendency is to be afraid or to step back, but he gives us the faith to trust in him. The light switch is really a marvel of engineering, and it can, because it can take, with a simple flip, the immense power of electricity and run it to a tiny bulb in the ceiling and bring light out of the darkness. But that switch needs to be flipped. A light switch with no desire to flip it doesn't really do us any good, does it? Might as well not have power at all. But a willingness to flip that switch, to allow that power to flow through it and to light the world, that is a powerful thing. And it's the same in our relationship with God. Saying yes to God is like flipping that light switch. It's a simple act that has far-reaching consequences. Today, in each and every day, we have the opportunity to say yes to God. It might be the first yes of our lives in relationship to God. It might be that yes that says, yes, I want to give my life to Jesus Christ and accept his grace, his mercy, and his love. I want to become a Christian. Or it might be the yes of a person who has followed Christ for years and years and who says, yes, I will follow you in this situation. Or yes, I will follow you as you're leading in this way. Yes, I will respond to you in this way. May we, like light switches, be willing to say yes and let God's power flow through us. And may we remember every time we flip on a real light switch, What a gift it is that God pours his power out through us. And may we say yes to him. Each and every time we flip that switch, let's think, God, I say yes to you today. Whatever you're calling me to, wherever you're leading me, whatever you're asking of me, great or small, I say yes to you. I want to follow you and love you wherever you lead me. And in so doing, like a light switch, we will shine the light of God in this world, and people will see his light and will be drawn to him and come in from the darkness. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you for giving us this opportunity to say yes to you. Thank you, Lord God, that you in your grace and your mercy have provided a way for us to come to you through your Son, Jesus Christ, the light of the world we pray lord god that you would help us to say yes help us to respond in faith to you lord god we know that this power to say yes does not come from us and so we ask that you would give it to us lord and that you would send your power through us powerfully in this world that others might see the light which is shining from us lord and be drawn to you help us lord god to be faithful Help us, Lord, to walk in joy and grace and mercy and in love. And may we share your hope and shine your light in this world. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.